Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Abel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex Ed and Chill. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 7 of Sex Education. And our topic for today is emergency contraceptives. Our major arcs for the episode today, uh, Otis is not really dealing with what happened at the party, uh, just dealing with Ruby. Uh, Eric is like sharing more of himself with Raheem, and there's some weird, strange tension going on there. Uh, Maeve, Lily, Amy, Liv, Ola and Viv are all in detention together and finding out what binds them together as women. Uh, Adam has some successes and some failures. Jean is realizing she doesn't know what the hell Otis has been doing uh, and is still madly in love with Jake, uh, Jacob. And Gruff is disgustingly happy with how well his plan went. <sighs> and it's like unbearable how much like under the surface like contentment he has about how well it's gone. But anyway... Uh, what do we think of this episode? This was the one that was super highly rated and I can, I think mm-hmm. I understand why. Yes. Yeah. It was Thanks. by far the most episode we've got yet, I want to say, if that makes sense. Like, we got the most things happening in this episode. <laughs> Which is saying something when it comes mm. to this show. Because Absolutely. Because it already has a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, kudos to them to essentially, like, doing the Breakfast Club and getting away oh, yeah. with it. You and know? and yeah. Mean Girls, like Breakfast Club plus Mean yeah, Girls. In Breakfast oh, yeah, Breakfast Girl plus Mean Girls. I even girls. put that together, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was really, I mean, essentially the whole Breakfast Club thing, like the whole, that part of the episode was mm, just yeah. beautiful. And I think really well done. Even though I think like the premise to me was kind of frustrating and weird in terms of why they were all in detention in the first place. Agreed. That was stupid. I hadn't realized until this episode how much the library at that school actually just looks like the library at, in the yep. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if they can figure that out after the fact and like, oh, we can use this or if this has been in the works since the I beginning. I know, they were like, we need to make this library so that one day we can create this episode. Yeah. I think they <laughs> 100% had that in mind. I yeah. will say from my memory, that Breakfast Club library is huge. No, mm. it's like 10 Yeah, well, because they've got the whole like second level and they do all like the dancing stuff yeah. like it is, yeah. it is quite big um, um i mean yeah. i i really think that the reason like i think it deserves this high rating but i don't know how you could give this episode a bad rating after the final scene where they all get on the bus with amy it's just like yeah. i don't know i literally teared up it's like such a nice scene like we'll help you and support you and it's just a stupid bus like I don't know it's just like so good so happy yeah I- especially especially because like this episode was essentially like kind of was built up to be like the aftermath episode right like after mm. last episode we had like the massive party and everything blew up in everyone's faces and this was kind of the aftermath episode but it did it was more than that mm. like it wasn't just people dealing with it we got a whole bunch of lovely stuff with like Jackson and Amy oh, yeah. and like lots like lots of like you said it's the most episode like lots of stuff actually mm-hmm. happened and even though it was coming off of this crazy party episode it very much like stood alone as like mm. on its own feet as well well I well I do think this is probably the best episode we've got I think that this sh- show's biggest strength is also its biggest weakness is it it's like strong supporting cast and like each story that they all have is like I just really wish that they spread out these like these moments more throughout the season. So I definitely feel like in the early episodes, we were more on the path of that. Like the episodes kept repeating themselves and we we're waiting for these loose ends to tie themselves up, which mm-hmm. we got in this episode, which were like amazing moments, which we'll talk about later. But I just think it may have made it a little more clustered than what it needed to be. And it would have helped support the season 
as a whole, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me. This is you. I kind of like it. I kind of like, I get what you're saying. I do think that, you know, it can slow down the start of the season if we're just constantly waiting. Um, but I do kind of like things all coming together at a head. Yeah. Everybody's going through their shared trauma together. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has like pros and cons. Like I think it it mm. it's it could be enjoyable to watch in a different way where things sort of like happen in their clusters. But I like the sort of not that this is especially like it's both like realistic and non-realistic, this mm. show. Yeah. Um, but I do like how everything is kind of happening all at once because that is very much high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. everyone's I, shit is just happening at the same time something that i really liked outside of the kind of main plot point is just like getting to know ruby a little bit better yeah. i think that we got it a little bit last season with the it's my vagina episode like we got to see a little bit behind the facade there but we're getting more of that now um, yeah. and i like a- adding all of this depth to the high school bully like the plastic yeah you know popular girl has a bunch of depth and complexity which is true of the real world but not often the case in like media I think it's like they're yeah. just basic and popular and that's it uh, in line with the um sorry in line with this Otis and Ruby pairing that we got I kind of wanted to like introduce like a new segment where like we do our favorite characters and that I kind of do like I want to do like our favorite pairings from the episode because <laughs> each episode there's so many like new pairings and like groups that form that like yeah yeah it's just so much fun to see which I think we'll agree, like, the Breakfast Club group is, like, the best pairing in this episode. <laughs> I do think the Otis and Ruby little journey was fun to watch. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate as well, like, like you said, when they're kind of just adding depth and dimension to our bullies and Ruby in this case, but without, like, totally trying to redeem her, like, she's mm. still... She's still like, not a mean, nice person. <laughs> yeah, like, she's still not a nice person. She's still, like, mean, popular girl but she's also a person that yeah. has other attributes. And like, I think it like, let's not try and redeem everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what important things. I think Jackson's scenes with his mums was interesting. I think of mm. all of them, I think it was the most kind of rushed. Yeah. I, I Especially the scene with coach mum, I think. Yeah, it turned around very quickly from I don't want to talk to you to like laughing and hugging and I mean it's yeah. you know nice to see them making out but I don't know yeah I think you're I think the discovery that she is getting into swim a lot because it's her way to connect with him because she's not a biological mother well it's an interesting idea we haven't really explored that at all like that mm. I don't know I just feel like this whole time we've been watching this show we've all been, always been like She's just trying to live vicariously through Jackson. Yeah, I agree. I think for like the sake of that scene, they sort of like like incorporated a whole bunch of background that we didn't have to like close it off in the same yeah. thing as well. Like a yeah. lot of stuff existed like just in this scene between the two of them. Which which is like what I'm trying to get at. Not that like this, we don't love the show and like it's not mm. perfect. I just wish that we would have had these more moments, like these more fleshed out moments with these characters. It's a little like compressed. Yeah. yeah. A little neat, a little out of left field. I mean, like, it makes sense. It's a storyline I've heard, but uh, they could have given us a little bit more to even hint at it. I mean, maybe they did and we missed it, but, like, I just feel like I didn't get any hint of that before now. With Jackson, Uh, I had sort of forgotten, because I remember when he was dating Maeve, he, he like, they're kind of, like, one of their bonding moments was him talking about how he'd been on anti 
antidepressants or anti-anxiety anti-anxiety medications since he was whatever years old Mm. and then it came up again in this episode because his his mums were like have you been taking your medication maybe we need to change your dosage um it sort of made me think of it from a different angle the fact that they kind of already knew that he had all these struggles with mental health and was like prone to anxiety and like we're still not a little more vigilant about protecting his mental health and looking Mm. for signs of that extreme anxiety and stress um it seemed like they should have like they should have known better anyway but they especially should have known better since they were already kind of like, I mean, he's constantly on medication. Surely he has, yeah. like, surely he's seeing a counsellor somewhat regularly anyway. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe they not. could make the excuse yeah. where it's more of, like, they're giving him these pills for, like, his performance, like, during the sport. Like, he's feeling that pressure. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, they're still the ones applying that pressure, really. Like, you see it a little bit from, like, Gruff, kind of, and there's, like, the social, like, he's the swim star kind of thing. But really, the ones who are turning the screws, I mean, it's really, it's Coach Mum. It's not even both of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, But I think it was nice to see that, like, he was honest with Coach Mum. Like, I don't Mm want to swim anymore it doesn't make me happy and that was like that was how they got through this moment right it's like oh maybe if he'd been honest with her from the start this wouldn't have been as big of a dramatic thing as it was but yeah Mm. I guess we can say that you know hindsight (laughs) is 2020 yeah yeah I felt so bad for Adam's little arc what a useless fucking door just Uh, pops open (laughs) this is my least favorite scene when that door just pops open like why i know they always build adam up it's like oh my god yes adam this is something amazing for him and then they always tear him down real quick this was like the most piss weak excuse to tear adam down uh, adam down like the door just happened to pop open on its own Mm. because they make a point of showing us that he double checks it like he like makes a point to like see that it's locked and and then i mean he doesn't shake the handle which is something i I would do but it's also yeah like it's just like did we need i can't remember what happens next like is this the genesis i know that's what i'm wondering i also can't remember i'm like why did we have to do this to him Hmm. very annoying very annoying it was nice to see him like training the dog though he likes dogs I know that's it. Like we didn't give him any time. We gave him like some short success, and then like mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't happened yet. We just well, no, it does happen. The bus comes back, and then he's yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, he doesn't even talk to him. He just leaves. But I get the idea that he's just like, well, I'm definitely fired. So I I'm do even... think in that situation, like that was probably a poor choice of mm. Adam. Like I think you can step up, show us, apologize. Like even like not. Not even to save your job, but to like show respect. You can like acknowledge that you screwed up and you're not getting your job back, but still mm. kind of like take responsibility and show up and try and help out anyway. I think that goes a long way to make a good impression. Yeah. yeah. But um, I can totally get why he didn't because it's just oh, like, yeah. it's just, tr- it's like triggering him, right? He's like, oh, look, yeah. I fucked up again. I'm an idiot. I'm, uh, I've got no hope. I'm out. Like, yeah. And I can get why not even just people like Adam, but like any teenager in that situation would walk away i would just mm. say like now me mm. watching this scene as an adult i'm like you should stay anyway <laughs> like i think we've definitely out. we're definitely seen like this with mr groff as well if adam tried to explain himself to his dad he would have just been shut down that's anyway. true so yeah. he's probably like oh like i've been here before I'm just yeah gonna, just gonna i go. mean the same with military school right like he tried to explain himself and he got kicked out anyway like yeah. it's yeah. just a pattern now why bother 
Uh, speaking of Mr. Graf, uh, let's talk about his like willful decision to share people's deep personal and intimate secrets with the whole school because of a petty vendetta about a woman he doesn't like. Oh my God. It <laughs> is insane. Yeah. And like, honestly, really risky on his part for him to like, because this is also jeopardizing his career. Like, I know he's probably just got tunnel vision and he's just like really pissed off at Jean and wants to drag mm. her through the mud. But like, this is very risky for him to be doing. Like, if this yeah. at all gets traced back to him. But... Uh, this done. is like, this is like very serious stuff too. Like, surely they're going to like track. Like they need to like figure out the stem of this problem, like where this is coming yeah. from. Like surely there's like camera footage of the room where the book was, and then not that Mr. Goff would let them do it, but surely the gene would like want to look at that. Footage. I mean, honestly, uh, like there there is a job log on the copier. Like you mm. can see oh, yeah. who yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, it's so I mean, bad. Like, and then him calling this, that meeting with the 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 guy I don't remember his name the parents. kangaroo court with Malik's parents and Liv's parents like it's literally just it's not even because he is genuinely worried about Malik because he's underage it's because he wants Jean there and he wants to embarrass her publicly like yeah despicable yeah it's I, I honestly just have like no words. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just have no words for anyone that's like listening to this episode without like seeing our faces. Like it's just me just like, uh, uh, like, what do know. you, what do you say to this? And like, I mean, I think Jean does a good job as best she can in that situation. She's like, this is not meant to be read out. These are private notes. They should never have been shared. Like mm. there's only so much she can say, but like, yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, it does continue to like. So when we were first seeing her write these notes in the book, it still just goes to show that like I don't know why she was using people's names in her mm. notes, mm-hmm. and and she should have known better. Like because she kind of defends herself. She's like, I wasn't giving advice. He asked me a question. I gave him like the correct factual response. And it's like in a high school, you should you should know more about like what your words are doing. Like you yeah. can't. You and can't I mean, it was say, advice. Yeah, you're like telling him about this thing that he's asking about and trying to normalize it, that is advice. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it seems clear that Mr. Goff is everyone's least favorite character. Do we have a favorite character? Okay. I, I think not that Otis did anything. Uh, actually, yeah. I think Otis is my favorite character, but mainly because of Aja Butterfield's performance. He was just hilarious. Just like stumbling around in school. Yeah, and he was right. drunk and say, I don't know. I um, love great in those yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, the say. sunglasses. That was my fashion statement of the week. <laughs> yeah. The sunglasses. They looked good both on him and Ruby. Ruby, like, I yeah, loved yeah. when she put them on as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, he's just he was just through it all like that night before, like the worst hangover hungover mm. of his life. And then he manages to pull like manages to pull it together so like he can like comfort Ruby and like make sure she's okay. It's like Otis was a bit of a trooper this episode. I th- I don't know why he bothered to go to school if he was feeling that shit oh, yeah, and he had yeah. trashed his house that much because he just like walks out on Jean and I do agree mm. with Jean when she was like you're showing very little responsibility about this he's like it's yeah. it was Eric Eric did it <laughs> um he should have stayed home and cleaned up oh, he should have and slept like he should have stayed home slept like vomited in his own toilet instead <laughs> of on the side of the road oh yeah that just... was gross <laughs> <laughs> and then just gotten up and cleaned up the house that's a hundred percent what you do yeah um. Oh, favorite. I don't know. I feel like I kind of want to give it to all the girls in the library. Like, I yeah, think that's fair. they like 
Because I, w- I can't think of any of them to call out. Like, I think they all yeah. contributed mm-hmm. equally to that scene, bringing something important and different to it. Yeah. And so, like, I think singling them out is not really fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good shout. Mm. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of leading the same way because it is just, like, the standout for the show. Like, that's just, like, my favourite part of the whole episode. And so yeah. if I have to choose, like, a favourite character, it is just that group i feel like they act as a character in this episode yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. well i was gonna say like um as far like mr graf is an easy one Mm. but in the interest of just having a different um like maybe this comes up more when we we talk about our topic for the day but i was kind of annoyed at the pharmacist yeah 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 a few of the ways but maybe not least favorite but maybe i'll talk more about why i was annoyed at him yeah maybe um (laughs) There are a few things we can call out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't talked about uh, Raheem and Eric's visit to the church. Which oh, was... and, and Eric's mother's comments. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think, I mean, like, I, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. But I feel like I would have more tact if I was at church because he does many things in that scene that I feel like I would be more than well aware are not really appropriate. Like... Yeah putting his hand on Eric's leg. Like nobody gets touchy-feely in church. Like that's the opposite point of church. (laughs) Talking about being an atheist loudly in church, probably also just not a good thing to do. And also like the preacher's like, Jesus is with you. And he's like, I don't believe in God. It's like, okay, (laughs) get it. That was the real one that clinched it for me. Like the him being like, Jesus loves you. And him being like, oh, I don't believe in Jesus. And I'm like, that is so unnecessary. Like you can kind of like, it rece- it's essentially just like receiving someone's well wishes yeah. like based on their beliefs yeah and the fact that he then immediately correct like is just like no i don't believe in jesus so he can't possibly love me yeah and then immediately after is like oh i hope i didn't offend him and it's yeah. just like i mean why did you yeah. have to bother to correct like why did you bother to say we that? can't really be surprised this has been like raheem's whole stick he's like, very blunt yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true um, I mean, this is something I worry about when I'm learning a language is that maybe in this new language, I won't be able to communicate with the nuance that I like to think yeah. that I communicate with in English. And so maybe like I've been learning Spanish, I go to Spain and I sound like Raheem, <laughs> really blunt and rude <laughs> sometimes. Um, the conversation that he and Eric had after church, I thought was kind of surprising that it didn't come up before church. Like mm. him asking to go to church with Eric, you think he would kind of bring up the fact that, yeah. you know, I don't believe in God. My my parents like left a country because of lots of issues with religion and persecution mm. around that. Like you think that would come up. I don't know. Yeah, you would think so, but... <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. It yeah. was like, I think the worst thing he said was when he just like, he had assumed that Eric also didn't believe in God and was just going yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. And yeah. he just like ran with that idea. And I think that, I mean, it's something that I fall into. I can just blurt out random atheist crap around people and not really consider that they might be deeply religious. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah, interesting conversation though, that they had like after Raheem said that thing, they mm. like, I mean, it's nice to see like disagreeing, but not it not becoming a bigger thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then they say, I love you to each other, which is cute. <laughs> I mean, especially when Raheem is like, oh, putain, he said it. Amazing. I know. I know. Well, that's the thing. You like, you don't actually see that much uh, like overt emotion from Raheem. 
Mm. Like he's very, he's, very he's cool. just very put together. Yeah, cool and put together all the time. So for, for him to kind of collapse like that and just be like, oh my God, I was worrying about it. It's just yeah. like, oh, I would have had no idea if you didn't tell me that you were worried about something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's much more to say about this episode. Despite a lot happening, mm. I think we've pretty much covered it all. I guess there is the subplot with Maeve and her mum. But it's more oh, like yeah. Maeve is Maeve wants her mum around, I think, is what's happening. Like yeah. she's letting Aaron get away with things that she previously would have read her the right act over. Yeah. Um, which I think is good. I think it's because they've had a chance to like bond again. Yeah. Uh, as long as it doesn't get to the point where she's like enabling her, which I don't think she is at this point. I believe no. her. I may be naive, but I believe that she's not using again. I think she did genuinely yeah, just okay. lose her job and is is trying to like maintain yeah. that appearance of stability because she wants to stay there yeah hmm. I think I think it's like uh, I think they're both just like in a tricky situation because I appreciate Maeve just being like look just don't lie to me about it like mm. essentially the crux of the message was like just don't lie to me and we're gonna mm. be okay but obviously like Maeve has has clearly just like been through this too many times with her mother to be like the full emotional support that her mum needs. Hmm. But I think her mum at this point probably needs more. And I just think they're yeah. both in a tricky situation because I don't think Maeve is really obligated to like do more for her mother because I think she's she's done that a lot already and like is probably worn out from it and emotionally tired and like can't put herself out there that much with her mum. But I think her mum probably needs more support. Yeah, and, for sure. And if not from her daughter, then from somewhere else, or she's probably just she needs a sponsor. Sleeping. Yeah, that because... she doesn't then sleep with. Yes, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah. Cool. Good episode. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Is that everyone's favorite? You reckon? I still think it's my vagina is my favorite episode, just because it's like. It's, I mean, it's a similar vibe, like people sticking together, but yeah, I think that one sticks in my mind. Yeah, I don't, because I think, like, like you said, like lots happens in this episode. Mm. I think, like we've said, like, I think my favorite part is, is the breakfast club element. Mm. Um, but it's like that element is sort of my favorite almost in isolation. Like, I'm not yeah. sure, I, like, the whole episode is my favorite. It's kind of mm -hmm. like that as aspect of it is my favorite. So I can't speak from memory, but maybe there will be another episode that is more holistically my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All righty. Well, on to today's topic. We're following uh, Otis and Ruby down the rabbit hole of emergency contraception. Um, for a plain definition, it's uh, contraception, post-coital contraception taken in the immediate aftermath of uh, unprotected sex or accidentally unprotected sex in the case of like condoms breaking and things like that um it's a weird uh, I feel like it's a weird um middle ground because it's it's not prevent it it's both preventative and not preventative because it doesn't happen before you have sex but mm. it is still trying to prevent a pregnancy from happening yes. in the first place <laughs> that was something that everything I read was very clear about is that this is not abortion yes. it's not taking a, a fertilized embryo and aborting it it is preventing that embryo from happening so it's still yeah. very much in the kind of contraception space even though the <laughs> timeline is a little blurry around exactly yeah. when it happens um 
What I didn't know, which I found quite interesting, is that a copper IUD is also a form of emergency contraception because if you have one put in, uh, it creates that hostile environment in the uterus very quickly and so is a very effective form. Yeah, I remember because I've had a copper IUD, so I remember finding that out when I got it. But I think because it, it, it's I'm curious because it's been approved as an emergency contraceptive. I'm, I'm curious where that actually gets used. Mm often at all as an emergency contraceptive. It sounds like it's like, rare. Because um, the main barrier I'd assume is like the time limit because you need to have it done right away. So I don't know yeah. where in the world it's possible to get an appointment and insertion of a copper IUD on such short notice. That's yeah, exactly. The and then, you know, it's a it's a more invasive procedure than just taking a couple of pills. So yeah. like I can see that that, that is probably also a barrier. And yeah, and there's because then it's like ongoing contraceptive and there's a whole bunch of side effects that come with that as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lark as we call them. Yeah. Long, long acting reproductive. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I, think I, it's a, heard that. I think it's a long acting reproductive contraceptive or something. Sure. Amazing. Sounds Loving you. Right. Oh, no, lo long acting removable contraceptive. Cause I think part of yeah. it is that it's like reversible yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway, there's, there's a few locks. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes, the official <laughs> acronym. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, cause like I'm always on the bloody sex subreddits and whatever. And there's some people that are like, this is my like my main use of contraceptives like I, mm. I use the morning after pill as my main one and I just take it every time I have unprotected sex and then all the comments as usual will just be like that's really bad for you hormones blah blah, blah. it's not mm. made for that use something else um but then every time I try and look into it and I swear I saw an OBGYN say this as well was that the main reason why it's not recommended is um is because it's like less reliable like I think they it does have found, a lower success rate they yeah. like if you are using like if you end up using it regularly it's just not not fit for purpose but in terms of it being like uh damaging like dangerous or yeah like damaging or something I didn't really find any anyone saying that it was actually bad for you to okay. take it regularly it was just not a good as good of an option if you need regular contraceptives I didn't look into specifically that aspect of it. Uh, I did just see the comment that it's not for intended for regular use. Yeah, it's use. definitely not intended for regular use. But I think what's interesting is that it doesn't seem to be dangerous to take it regularly because I think some people are concerned about how often you can take. I should probably, I'll, I'll put, some, I'll do some extra research into this claim specifically and put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, because maybe it is actually fine but well because I, I know I think especially as like women we're always like weighing up the whole hormonal battle right because it's like either do we take these in large doses mm. regularly or do we take a smaller dose more regularly because I guess it like depends on how often regularly is for you like if you take the morning after pill once a month or something like is that yeah gonna be as bad anyway we so, don't know and in terms of, you mentioned the efficacy I think what I could see that if you take it in the first 12 hours after the sex, um, it's the around sex. Yeah, 80, <laughs> 80, 80 to 90% effective, which is lower than yeah. a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like a sliding scale that decreases. Yeah. But so that is like, it's a bit of a misnomer in the name, right? It's not necessarily morning after can be day of. Yeah. I mean, it can work up to five days after. So it, it, yeah. It just depends on your luck. You just get you're more chance of it not working if it's been five days. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming a lot about what people already know about ovulation cycles and things. But mm. I guess there's a bit of chance if you don't really know where you are in your cycle, like, 
you you may you may be more lucky or not like if you happen to know that you're at a at a luckier part of your cycle then you can maybe wait a little longer not yeah. not that you should take it as soon as you can <laughs> yes um another thing i found out is that they've done the studies and making emergency contraceptives more available which we should do anyway uh is not associated with higher risk behavior so there is a claim made by many that uh, if you make it available, people are just going to go have unprotected sex all the time and it, it's real bad. And often there's, you know, an undercurrent of like sin with it. Um, but that just is not true. If it's available, that's, it just means that there's less unplanned pregnancies. That's it's all. So, that's such, it's like a, such an annoyingly common theme of these misconceptions, yeah. right? It's like every time you try and like educate or like provide like medical support or like information or like access to health the health system it's just mm. like it doesn't do anything except good things yes. <laughs> it just, it just, just doesn't. do it <laughs> nothing nothing mm. you do makes people have sex more or less like yeah. people are just having the amount of sex that they want to have just yeah. give them the stuff that they need this i mean i don't like yeah this is what annoyed me about the episode right like, i i'm just like very personally annoyed by this because i remember i was 16 when i tried to buy the morning after pill for myself mm. and it was such an annoyingly stressful process like already mm. being a 16 year old stressed out of my head that i was maybe gonna get pregnant or whatever and then mm. i went to a pharmacy and she was like oh we don't sell it to people under 18 we can but we as a pharmacy decided not to so now mm. you need to go to another pharmacy that oh does God. and this just I was like triggered in the episode where she wouldn't sell it to Otis well mm. also one she was like you don't have a vagina I was like how the hell do you know that Otis doesn't have a vagina fuck you yeah <laughs> um but then also like like why are you limiting people's access to this if they need it yeah, I I agree. Like I understand like the frustration with like the age thing. Like just everyone like they, like you should have had access to that. Mm. Maybe with the Otis thing, maybe it was like he r raped a girl or something. I don't know. And he was just grabbing that, and it was like a safety measure. I'm not sure. Like, but like little... denying him doesn't improve anyone's safety, no, right? No, like yeah. what does that do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, if someone needs it and that's the only way they're going to get it, then they should give it to Otis if that's the only way this girl's going to get You're it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah wasn't great. Uh, I mean, Otis was being <laughs> mumbling because he can't he was being do Otis. anything. Yeah. He was being Otis. Yeah, I should. Yeah. That, that's a much neater way of saying <laughs> it. It's a classic yeah. thing as well, where like he has all this, like he has all this sex, sexual health information in his head. And then when it comes to like his own wife, he just fucking. It all crumbles. falls apart. <laughs> like in the morning when he told, Ru like asked Ruby if her vagina had like eaten the condom or something, I was like, <laughs> Otis, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like in his defense, that moment waking up super hungover with no memory of the night before, naked in bed with someone, that's gonna discombobulate you a little bit, yeah. especially someone who has such a complex around sex as Otis. Yeah, I mean that was the first time he's ever had sex and he doesn't remember it happening. Yeah, classic. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, um, access is access. Yeah. Give everybody Sorry access. to derail us. Yeah. No, no, no it's that's a good fine. point. It's a good point. <laughs> Uh, cool. So that's, you know, a little bit of information about emergency contraceptives. Obviously, go talk to your pharmacist or a doctor if you think you need one. Yeah. Um, I think the pharmacist can provide all the necessary medical information. So if you need one now, go to the 
pharmacy. Yes. Um, don't rely on my information. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And obviously, like, as with anything sex related, really, like, no shame. Like, I felt really mm. sad that. Um... <sighs> Ruby. Ruby, yes. I don't really know that, like, not annoyed, but I felt really sad that Ruby throughout this episode was just like, why do people keep thinking that I get this all the time or that I've gotten it before? Like, mm. It, it really wouldn't matter. I think like the main reason why a pharmacist would ask you if you've taken a medication before is whether you're already aware of the side effects and the use, like the how-to, because yeah. uh, then they'll like speed through it for you. Like that, that's the main reason why a pharmacist would ask you. Yeah. I did like uh, Ruby's like, please don't tell anybody I was here. And the pharmacist <laughs> is like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very teenage thing to think that like we're a little bit more important than we actually are and that we're more recognizable around town. Yeah. 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 Cool. I yeah. think it's time uh, for Mitch's Media Mania. Ooh. All right. So this week we're going to do a bit of movie talk, which we didn't do last week. But I just want to have a quick conversation about, obviously, this episode's heavy inspiration from The Breakfast Club. So The Breakfast Club inspiration, I thought, was perfect for this episode, where I think, unlike a lot of 80s and other other 80s and, like, high school and TV show, high school movies and TV shows, The Breakfast Club kind of, like, stands the test of time still. Very just, much so. Yeah. And I think it's got to do with, like, especially, like, the detention plot, the detention plot device. I think it's, like, perfect to bring, like, all unlikely characters together. And let them bond. And it's just like a heartwarming place to see like a group of misfits come together. And yeah, as I said, this, ex- this ex- episode is just does that perfectly. It's kind of so like just- the opposite of we were talking about how a carnival is a great place to get everybody in the same place and start some shit. This is yeah. like a great way to get everybody in the same place, but bring everybody together. And resolve the shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just quickly want to do like a quick surface look at like a bunch of references that we could see from like the connections between this episode and the breakfast club. So obviously we've got a cast of misfits, detention, finding a common interest amongst the students. I, I felt the major one was when uh, Lily was sitting on the balcony and it was like a shot from behind her shoes. I feel like that was like the biggest uh, inspiration that like I could see from this episode, like, like a shot for shot type of thing. Do we have like a one-to-one matchup of like the misfits in this episode to the, like, like mm. Maeve would be what's his name but... John was his name John I can't remember <laughs> look at <laughs> us <Maybe. laughs> um and then obviously like Lily would be the geeky one yeah. the, well the weird girl oh I was gonna match see she to... could be Maeve too I don't know if there is a direct link. yeah true yeah. I think Maeve's more the rebel guy like mm. the the main cat the main guy. yeah yeah okay, I guess yeah I don't know. Because I think in sex education, all the kids are now too cool. Like, I, like mm. Breakfast Club was back when there were much more, like, stereo, like high school stereotypes. Mm. And I feel like sex education is already trying to move away from that. So mm. probably yeah. no matchup. I think Lily's the best example of that because I think 20 years ago, the kid that draws, like, naked people in their book is not going to be as cool as Lily is. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Although, is Lily cool? I think she is in her, she's, like, she's, chill. she's confident in her, okay. in her Well, like, that's, that's the question, because like, she's cool to us, because, mm. like, we know what cool is, but is she cool in school? I think maybe what I'm referring to is what the show wants us to think about her. Mm. I think yeah. 20 years ago, yes. we would yeah. have been told to think she's a weirdo for drawing sex stuff, but yeah. now we're kind of being told that she's pretty awesome for drawing mm-hmm. sex stuff. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, obviously, the library, the library mm. setting, as we already talked about, yeah. talks of the different stereotypes, which we just were talking about, sharing, sharing stories of trauma, and obviously bringing characters together over how fucked the world is. Mm. So in a similar sense on how we were talking about how Lily is like the evolution of the Breakfast Club, I thought we could quickly do our own uh, make of the Breakfast Club as like a, a modern version. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna, I want us to make a cast of five misfits put together, including us three. We have to label ourselves into that misfit and a stereotype. <laughs> and then I want us to come up with a reason why we're in detention altogether. Let's quickly fill out like the, the stereotypes. Even That's though a nerd. Really yeah i'm happy with that what's Mabel's Mabel, the music the geek the music geek i reckon she would be the rebel i think she wants to be the rebel people always assume that i'm some kind of rebel i feel like this came up on the weekend for some reason as well i don't think i'm much of a re i've never been much of a rebel people just, just get that vibe from me i don't know why you're in a punk band yeah aside from that i'm like the opposite of a rebel i was very, very much very good at, at the start of the show you very much like took like you were like i i'm a mave is what you pretty much yeah what you said. i would agree yeah. but mave is also she's not Maeve's, that much of a rebel yeah she's not that no. she like mostly follows she's rules. a social outcast yes. like mabel <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding obviously uh yeah but... i mean she rebels against the patriarchy but like mm. You but know, we should all be doesn't? doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Other than that, I'm just a sweetheart, you know? <laughs> and a and a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the music geek. Yeah. Nerd. Um who are you? Who are you gonna self-assign to you? Are you the uh -huh. jock? Or you know, you're the like the 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 film guy. The yeah, guy that's I mean, always this recording. Is media mania. Like I feel yeah. like you've you've gotta okay. be like you're your, Arbit. <laughs> You're like one of like the sound check guys for all the school. Like the, you're you're like in the booth, you know. Okay, you do okay. the lighting for all the school shows. Mm. You're always around the back with a with a torch and like all black. AV clothes. club. Yes, AV club. <laughs> That's you. Sure. And yeah. Then we need to fill out two other celebrities to join our cast. Celebrity. Well, we need a jock. Obviously, there's we always going to be a jock. Uh, uh, I feel like it. I feel like it being the twentieth, twenty first century. We need to break barriers and make the jock be a female character. I like yeah, that yeah, idea. Yeah. Coach Mum can be the joke. <laughs> yeah, okay. Coach no, I don't want Coach Mum in all our right, group. Right. Um, but this Incredible. is the point, right? Is that it's meant to bring people together. We're yeah, all, no, we I, already we... get along, so <gasps> we need someone who's going to stir the pot. Fine, Coach Mum. <laughs> yeah. Fine. And Who yeah. else? Do obviously, you need? obviously, Mr. Groff runs the detention. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need the quiet person now. That's the the missing stereotype. The wild card. We need the wild card. Mm. Timothy Chalamet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he can he can just play the rebel in the original Breakfast Club, but he can just be Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. They kind of look the same. Like I reckon Timothy Chalamet. Like, he'll he'll be wearing lots of like um black <laughs> under eyeliner, mm -hmm. and at some point in our Breakfast Club scene, I will go off and make out with him. This Very is all just an excuse for yeah. Mabel to be able to kiss Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so it's so it's me, Matt, Mabel, Timothy Chalamet, and Coach Mum in yeah. the Breakfast Club. Yeah, beautiful with Groff there cracking the whip. And what what I want to know why we're in detention? What did we all? I think we're all just like beating beating down on Coach Mum for being. Have you got mom. like? Did you guys get detention in school? <laughs> oh, yeah. for like shit shit reasons, but yeah. Mm. But isn't that the point? Because that was like in the episode. They there wasn't a, a reason. Like, yeah. is, is there ever a good reason for detention? Like, 
what's what's the good reason so what did you guys get in detention for like not wearing my hat at like lunchtime or something yeah (sighs) not having correct uniform uh i got into a fight once i reckon matt got into a fight with coach mum we back we back to listen to your son oh my god and and timothy chamelay he's just sitting in the library for no reason he's just yeah he just joins in oh yeah so he's just like pretending like he's in it oh like in the breakfast club right like i just had nothing better to do Mm. yeah 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 perfect beautiful and we can dance and we can (laughs) dance to blinding blinding lights by the weekend i don't know <laughs> i feel like i think that popped in my head because i've seen a cut where they like sync that song to that scene where they actually dance right. in the breakfast club it's a good good cut but yeah mm. wow perfect beautiful can't wait to see it <laughs> all right get your scoreboards out i don't know let's go trivia score update it's still a tie game it's 17 oh. 17 two weeks to go oh dear uh, Okay, first question. As we've discussed, this episode is the highest rated show in sex education's mm. runtime. So far, that is. On the IMDb scale of one to 10, what score did the episode receive? Oh. Including decimals. Yeah, I'm really unfamiliar with TV show ratings, actually, because I usually just look at IMDb from movies. Um, I can't remember if you said it last time. I'm just well, going to. Closest, closest can have a point. Cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna like. All right, Matt, what did you put down? I said ten. Wow. Ten. Wow. Yeah, I, I think... wasn't sure if I was gonna undercut it or not. Oh my god. I don't know, because like I only went eight point eight. Ooh. Well, I don't think I've ever seen anything in IMDb get a solid ten. Something I looked Except at. Except this day. episode. Except. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no, Mabel. It was. It was nine. Nine point naught. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, that's my point. Well done. And then I was like, a what? Like, I feel like a lot of our points are either just I don't know, like by default or something. Like (laughs) this one, I felt like I actually was close and earned Mm. that point. Let's keep it up then. Okay. Jakob and Jean get together to discuss the state of the relationship and obviously Otis's dilemma, ending with Jakob soberly saying that uh, Jean isn't ready for his intimacy. With Jakob stating that he can't fall down again and that he needs to take care of his girls. We all know and love Ola, but how many other daughters does Jakob have? Mabel? You done that? I am done. Two. Two. No. I also put two. <laughs> uh, the answer's one. Any other oh! <laughs> I can't think if we ever it. see her. No, not yet. They've, no. they've talked. They haven't said her name, but they always mention their being. Yeah, I thought like I knew I'd heard of at least one other. Mm, <laughs> I yeah. just kind of added one. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. So the new Breakfast Club do the best to make it not our Breakfast Club, but the Breakfast Breakfast Club in the show. Yeah. They do their best to come up with a common theme uh, about them all. With Amy suggesting they put together a mind map. Shout out to Amy and her mind maps. Mm. With talks of shopping, chocolate, younger men, and fantasy cosplay, the group come to no agreement. We do see Viv and Lily bond for a second about fantasy, as Viv loved D&D, and Lily loves cosplaying as which fictional character from one of my favourite movies of all time? Oh my god. I literally watched it today. (sighs) I'll give you a hint, it's from a sci-fi movie. Mm. That doesn't Makes help sense. me much. Yeah. 
Do you want me to give do you guys agree at another hint on that? Sure. Mabel, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a hint. It's an 80s sci-fi movie. I, think. I don't even know if I know this character. You should. I did, but it has not stuck in my head. One of the I, feel like I feel like it's got to be something kind of. I got like, it. Oh, damn it. No. This, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Matt's had this arrogance before. <laughs> I have. I know. But I'm, uh, I'm fairly sure I have it. I yeah. was going to rewatch the episode today, but I ended up using all that. I watched half of it and then had to come in here to like oh. set up the new shit. So I mm. like didn't. Oh, you would okay. have just missed that interaction because that's like halfway through the episode. Yeah. Um, I assume it's not like a mainstream. I feel like it's got to be kind of like not mainstream. Ooh, depends what you define as mainstream. Hey, <sighs> no more hints. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. I mean, I've, oh, whatever. Okay. I got Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. <laughs> no, I think it's Ripley. <laughs> it's Ripley from Alien. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Following their potential pregnancy scare. Otis and Ruby head to the pharmacy to grab the morning after pill. During a hilarious, hilariously awkward and deep scene, we see Otis stumble around like a fool as we learn more and more about Ruby as she fills out the required form with the pharmacist. Of course, it was Otis's penis after all, so he had to pay for the pill. Which of these options was the price of the pill? A, 17 pounds. B, 20 pounds. C, 25 pounds. Or D, 27 pounds. Yeah, like Matt knows this. Quiet confidence from both participants. All right. I'm well, yeah, ready. I don't know what option, but it's definitely 25 pounds. Matt? Yeah. It's 25 pounds. <laughs> All right. It's the tie game going into the final question. Jesus. This one's a hard one. It's probably one of the hardest ones I've ever done. No. Ola takes her newly bonded gang to Adam's junkyard to smash shit and start, start to take control of their own lives. Whilst the gang runs around screaming and smashing the car, the song Make Your Own Kind of Music by Cass Elliott blasts away, uh, displaying the group's journey of self-discovery. Now here on the podcast, we love a good song. So it's time to try to finish the lyric. Are we ready? Okay. No, but go ahead anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you got to make your own kind of music, sing your own special song, make your own kind of music, even if blank. I've made a guess. I don't think this is the actual lyric, but yeah, I'm also it would guessing. work. I, I argue that it would work in that point in the song. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. I think it's mailable first. That doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't it, even if it sounds wrong. Ooh. Wrong number of syllables. I said, even if the world says you're wrong. Ooh. Even if nobody else sings along. That's uh, better. Both wrong. That is yeah, better. that's better. Yours, yours, yours does sound wrong, Mabel. I'm sorry. Well, I've got to make my own music, guys. Yeah. yeah. Even if the world that's says true. you're wrong. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. So it's it's still a tie game going into the final <laughs> week. 19 apiece. I'm going to have to make it where there can't be a tied result next week. Yeah. Oof. I think next week, get excited. It's going to be like a, a big trivia. There won't be any movie talk. It's going to be a... We need to, we need to finish this competition. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
competition is still ongoing. We'll see mm. who wins next Wait, week. Wait, so did we go like so so there's not a reward, there's a punishment? Is that what we We have haven't decided. Picked? So let's do it. The winner can pick the movie, but there's still a punishment for the loser. <laughs> cool. Okay. okay. We'll have to Great. figure it out. Yeah. Everyone always loves the public humiliation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Alrighty. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, let Final us know. season finale next oh next uh, next step. Yeah. Oh, shit. So unless there's something really obvious, we might like we did for the last season's finale. We might not have a topic and just spend it on the recap, and we can spend more time talking about the season as a yeah. whole and stuff like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, still do trivia. Find out who An wins. Extra trivia. Yeah. Yep. So watch the finale ahead of time, and we'll uh, see you there. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah.